Dave. Ian. And Kevin. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> We're very uh, honored to, to have you on the show, Kevin. <laughs> Look at us stumbling. Man, professional, yeah. professional, <laughs> professional. Oh, man. Yeah, we're honored to have you on the show. We uh, we came across your work via Car Bibles, Twitter. You're a fantastic automotive journalist, and we had to reach out to talk to you. Um, yeah, welcome to our show, Kevin. Uh, thanks, guys. I'm glad to be here. Let's get one thing out of the way just right off the top. Uh, both of you are a, like a particular flavor of idiot. Um <laughs> And it's a delicious flavor. It's, it's fine that you say that and, about me, but not our guest, Ian. And very stylish. It's a very stylish flavor. A very stylish, delicious Italian flavor of idiot. Uh, you both own Fiat 500 Abarts or have rescued Fiat 500 Abarts, correct? Correct. I, right, I like so, that he's like trying to lead us with questions. Like, <laughs> like this, is, <laughs> this is an intervention that like... <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm an addict because like I, I need no intervention. I, I would be the one on that show, you know. I don't need that. Right. I'd, I'd storm angrily, angrily out of the room. Right. <laughs> Huffing the keyboard duster, whatever that lady was doing. Right. Right. I am. I love my. Uh, it's a problem. So. <laughs> how did you get into? How did it come across your your radar? Was it something you always you always wanted? How did it like fall into your lap? Kind of like. Uh, it definitely. Dave, it definitely fell into my lap, at least for me, because I know a lot of people think that I like plan to buy a lot of the cars that I have. For those who don't follow me on Twitter, I have like, I'm always buying random shit. I kind of have always been like this. Um, I buy and sell cars to make money. But I always, I'm always just like you know, on the on the prowl for something interesting. So I bought a Fiat 500L. Oh, back in February. Okay. Of 2021, um, the guy said it could he couldn't get it to start. Um, he only wanted two grand for it, and it was a 2015 with the actual ASIN automatic instead of the um, DCT that blows up. Right. So I'm like, well, for two grand, what what's the worst that could happen? And turns out it just needed an ignition and a ground cable. Really? Okay. Wow. So, yeah, ignition, a ground cable, and then like all four tires were mismatched and like it was missing missing a trim piece. But after that, like I ended up selling it for fifty two hundred dollars, which I learned later was way too low because this was right before the um used car market got crazy. Really? Um, yeah. So then I was like, I guess the algorithm noticed that I purchased that Fiat for face off of Facebook marketplace. And then it said, you might be interested in this. And it was a, a broken Fiat 500 of bars five miles from my house. The guy, the listing said $3,000, which is already a really good price, but he put in the listings, like it wouldn't let me list it lower. The engine's blown up. And I'm like, this is probably fucking fake, but I messaged him anyway. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, come out and see it. And I'm like, well, Looks like I have a barf now. <laughs> I I just love the the instinct of like, well, this is bullshit. Here I go, you know, and I'm still gonna go through with it. Exactly. That people really think, and I'm like, you know, have these, these huge plans. Like, no, it is really not. No, I do. I am, have a lizard brain. Right. Like, I buy things because I think they're kind of interesting, mm -hmm. and they're cheap. Yeah. I, love uh, I, should when, probably, I should probably reverse the order of operations more so they're cheap then i think they're interesting okay right. i always i, I, I do love I the mean, idea of uh add to cart as an out-of-body experience that's always a, 
It's always a good sign that you're making a good decision. It's, it's funny. I, I knew that the car was like, I mean, I, I'm not dumb. I know what Fiat 500 bars are. And I knew that this guy was going to be blown the fuck up for this listing. So I messaged him and I said, I'm probably the closest in distance to you. And I have $1,500 right now. And then I set my alarm for six in the morning. And he got back to me at 645. It says, you want to come out today? You're like, yep, I got cash. Hell nice. yeah. I think that car was listed hour and a half before he sold it to me. Okay. Amazing. So, um, what what ended up being wrong with it? How, what was your journey with it? Like, what you end up doing? So it's it's funny. The guy said he blew the motor up, and I was fully prepared to pay somebody to replace an engine. Sure. And he, I guess, he took it to he didn't really want the car anymore because he was towing sea dudes with it. Oh, jet skis. Right, <laughs> these cars aren't rated to tow at all. But he had a, a hitch installed, and he loved the car. But he had a big ass dog, so he had like he had removed the rear seat, so it was there was no rear seat. It, the car was coated in dog hair. The body was generally good, but it's just like he clearly needed a different vehicle, and he got that in the form of a Jeep Wrangler. So now he ha- now he had a manual like year old Wrangler. He had this broken Fiat that like he really didn't have any use for. So he took it to, I guess, Firestone. There's like a Firestone right by the guy's house. And the Firestone said, oh, there's engine damage. There's oil and cylinders three and four. Mm-hmm. Or, I take that back. There's oil and cylinder four. So okay. when I came to look at the car, sure as, sure as hell, it was misfiring. And it was running like dog shit. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. This is still a really good price at $1,500. Like a, a new a used engine with not that many miles was anywhere from like 600 to two grand. Right. So, like, I, it really wouldn't have been an, a hard, you know, much of a stretch for me to pay somebody to put an engine in it. So I paid the guy, and then I drove home. And I, as I was driving home, I noticed that the car was just starting to run a little bit better. And I'm mm. like, you know what? I don't think it's an engine. So I got the car home, and the next day, and I'm like, you know, why don't I just give it hell and see what happens? Italian and it started tuna. running great. It yeah. really though, it ran great. I'm like, what on earth? So I started going to the Fiat forums, the you know the broken Fiat group on Facebook, yep. and it says, "Oh yeah, Remember. these things are very these things are very sensitive with um, spark plugs. Like they need to be done every thirty thousand miles, and there's really only one option for spark plugs for these vehicles. If you do anything else, it'll, it'll the car will run silly." So I was like, "Well, let me just take a look at these spark plugs," and I pull out the plug on cylinder three, and the diode's missing. That's- well, there's a problem. A problem. Like, oh. Yeah. And I'm like, this thing's probably in the engine. So I, you know, take a take a scope and look, everything looks fine. Compression test the engine, everything's fine. I'm like, let me throw a set of plugs at this and see what happens. And that was sixteen thousand miles ago. Whoa. That's crazy. It, That's it still had some other issues. It still had some other issues, like um the um half shafts had like the boots had torn, so they were kind of pretty destroyed. Sure. Um the shifter was really stiff from left to right, so I had to fix that. And then I ended up breaking the um, shift linkage um, bushings while doing that. Mm. So I had to replace that. Um, the clutch ended up going out about 4,000 miles later. But that was fine. The car had 125,000 miles on it, so I'm like, it's, oh, it's probably wow. about time. Okay. Wow. Was that the original clutch and he had been towing stuff with it? Exactly. Like, he got his money's worth. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. That's yeah, he, he really got his money for it. And it's funny because like I honestly expected this car to be a piece of shit. And it kind of is a little bit, but also not. Like I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's that good, but I don't think it's that bad either. 
Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Wow. 16,000 miles. Just crushing it. Yeah, I got it. I got it with 125K and now I'm at 143. Okay. Maybe more than 16. I'm not sure. But yeah, that it's it's been running good ever since. (laughs) That's amazing. It it burns a little bit of oil, but don't they all? So who cares? Yeah. That's amazing. We have very similar trajectories towards our fiat ownership. Unfortunately, mine was much more of an expensive repair. (laughs) It it properly cooked one of the exhaust valves. And so it required head off work and all that stuff. And like, so heat management, if you haven't run into it by now, like with the heat management under the hood of that thing, you're set, man. Like you keep up on like the Motul excess oil changes and throw the good stuff at it. And like, I mean, you literally wrote the book on it, the Car Bible's article on the on the Fiat 500 of Barth. You know, yeah. I, I feel like there's just too many people that are unfair to this car. Okay. They'll, they'll, okay. They say so many things. Like, oh, it's un- unreliable. But when you, when you ask them, they can't quantify it. Right. Also, if you complain about it being reliable, then fuck off and buy another car. Right. Buy buy a buy a, a fucking Civic LX. Right. Right. I want the, I want the Abarth noises with the exhaust. I want my brat braps. And exactly. I, it's a car that makes people smile when they see it. Like it's I so, it's, I think it's more interesting than the Fiesta ST too. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, it, and I, and I like the Fiesta ST, but it's just, it yeah. feels like what it is like a really nice Fiesta with an escape motor. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I no. think the, the Fiesta is a great, great car and it drives great uh and the fiat is silly but that's what makes it so great because it's very silly i mean the driving position is insane hilarious i like i like the driving position then i realized that like i think i'm probably one of the shorter people in the automotive journalism field i'm only like five nine okay (laughs) i mean i'm shorter than you and i i still think it's odd like it just the the angle of the steering wheel is what I think. And, and you, you just sit and so just, high. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting so high feels weird, but yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny. I had a, I had a track ride along and like the instructor got in the passenger seat and he's like, can I lower this seat? And I'm like, Nope, <laughs> no, yeah. no bitch. Here we go. And he, he was like six two, And I felt so bad for him. Cause he's just like in there. And I'm like, <laughs> well, cause my, my car also has a sunroof, which like even ah. takes even more headroom out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, your boy over here is six four, and yeah, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how it works, but it does. How, how, does, it, how does it work for you? Because this thing is <laughs> it's great for me. I'm sure. One of the first texts. So I I bought it off of a friend of ours. Her name is Jessie, um, and it sat in her yard for a while. She didn't know what to do with it. And like in my mind, I was I I, I lost a, a sob vigan at the track, and so I was like missing that and going through all the emotions. And, you know, like acting out on Craigslist. And I was like, God, what? Like, for some reason, I found that if you get the Fiat Abarth or the the Fiat 500 500 without the sunroof, you have like an extra three inches of headroom. Yeah, it's a lot. Right? Yeah. And like, so I found like on other forums, like people saying like, yeah, no, I'm like over six foot and I fit fine without the sunroof. And so like I texted Jesse and I was like, does your car have the sunroof? And she said, no. And like in my head, as soon as she said that, I was like, no matter what, I have to have this car. I don't care if I have to do a new engine. I don't care. Like I have to have it. Yeah. Yeah. It works. It does. 
It's 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 funny. I actually um, conned my mechanic into buying one too. Yes. <laughs> he, um, he did my clutch. He does like most of my flip car stuff. Okay. And basically, when I don't feel like doing something, I pay him. So he, I knew the clutch was going to be a hard job, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to farm this out to someone. So I had him do it, and then he like fell in love with it. And his wife came by the shop, and she says, "Well, I want one too." Okay. And. About a month ago, there was another broken Abarth, no compression, $1,700. And I'm like, here you go. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost the same, same as mine, but his doesn't have the um, upgraded audio or sunroof. Oh, okay. okay. It has leather, but no heated seats. Oh, weird. It's kind of an odd, odd. That's weird. Yeah. Because mine doesn't have leather, but it does have heated seats. Okay. And I have the 2012, so I have the sport seats that are cloth, okay. uh, no heated seats, but the Bose audio with the subwoofer under the seat, not the beats with the subwoofer in the back. Yeah. I have the beats with the subwoofer in the back. Right. Yeah. But I had, but I had 16. Now I, I bought some 17. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I have 16s for it that I just plasti dipped over the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it just, it seems no, like 17. Sorry. Such a- Okay, you have 17. The yes, 16 yes. is such a weird size to find tires for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Because they're like a little bit like narrow and a little bit like narrow in every direction. So, and then also like I really wanted the 17. So I found a guy on the Fiat 500 at Bar Forums who was in West Virginia. Okay. And he's like, that's only like three hours for me. So I was like, hey, you got these still? And they had junk tires on them, which is fine because I ended up putting some summer tires on them anyway. And for $300, I had a set of white yes. Abarth wheels. Yes. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to share my screen and pull up your Twitter profile because your, <laughs> your Abarth looks freaking fantastic, man. It looks so good. It's, it's really started out because I wasn't sure if I was going to keep it. Because at the, at the time when I got the Abarth, I had like four, I had two different Fiats. Um, I feel like I, have a, I had a third car too. I had, then I had like, I was daily driving my Chevy Sonic. Okay. At a Sonic LTZ, because before I before I started, um, you know, automotive journalism, I was a Lyft driver. Okay. Um, and I had a six-speed turbo Chevy Sonic that I bought with forty-five k in twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. No, I take that back. I got it in twenty sixteen, and then I sold it in twenty twenty one with two hundred twenty-five k. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well done, man. Yeah, that's, I, think, I think that's also part of the reason why people are always like talking about, oh, this is unreliable. This is, like, are, are you sure? Because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've owned vehicles that have been supposedly, you know, kind of yeah. Feeling, yeah. as far as reliability goes. And like, I just, you know, keep them on the road. Although I will, to be fair, I did sell the Sonic to a guy. It had a, the wastegate had like stopped working. So I had a hard time generating boost. So it was really, really slow when I let it go. And I probably could have fixed it, but I had got the Abarth running really nicely. Nice. So I ended up keeping it. Because at nice. first I was like, I'm probably just going to sell the Abarth. And then like after a week, I'm like, nope, this is my car now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because right. Yes. my whole idea, I was going to have all this content for car bibles. Like, you know, I'm going to hook up the, the, the Sonic and like, you know, take a track day because now I have the money to do so. And wouldn't it be so fun to have like an old Lyft driver car on the track? And then the app art came along and I'm like, nope, we're not doing that. Right. But <laughs> like it just scraped ended, off the desk. <laughs> but I ended up selling it to a guy who um, 
I guess he was daring, he was on a dare with his friend. They had left some sort of um, race event at Mid-Ohio. And I guess his friend dared him. was like, if you find something that's a, that's a cheap stick shift, you should track it. Okay. Like if you find it on the way home. And it was my car. So I sold it to him for $1,400. And then they turned it into a track rat. And he says, like, you know, I bought this car as a joke. But honestly, with, with some tires, I am, like, eating the hell out of, like, Corvettes. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> he actually tried to, he tried to sell it back to me. He tried to sell it back to me, like, a month and a half ago. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man, I had, at the time, I think I had four cars. I'm like, man, I can't, there's no, I can't put it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Unreliable. Well, Kevin has some receipts he'd like you to see. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I feel like these cars are unreliable to people who don't pay attention to vehicles. Right. Right. You know? They're unreliable appliances for sure. Correct. I think. I don't know if I would encourage somebody who's not mechanically inclined to buy one. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They're well, not, even like, not if you have if you've been driving Corollas for the past twenty years, you're you're gonna be disappointed with a fiat. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think Dave and I talk about this all the time too, about like it's not even being able to fix stuff. It's just the the sympathy of like knowing when a rattle is a rattle and knowing when it's like cause for concern, you know, like yeah. there's like a, a, a sense that you develop over a period of time driving sh- kind of shitty cars that you, very true. Uh, you, you learn that stuff. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah, absolutely true. Kevin, it, you're a Barth looks fantastic. I love it in black. And those white wheels are the freaking white, awesome, man. The white wheels are fantastic. They're when so I, when I saw them, when I saw them for $325, I'm like, I got to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. Especially it, since they have oh, the four by 98 hub size. Exactly. You can right. use wiggle studs, but to me, that's so dangerous. Yeah. 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 I, I'm finally getting off the wobble studs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I got the adapters and spacers. And so, yeah, it's going to be actually proper bolted from now on. So, yeah. And it's, it's funny when I went to go get those wheels, I drove in the 500 L, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually a surprisingly useful vehicle. I feel like auto journalists were too mean to that car too. Yeah, I, it is very ugly, car. though, right? I mean, it is not that's, a good looking I feel car. Like, I feel like that's the only problem. It is ugly. That is the right. only problem with the Volvo L. If it was better looking, I think it would have sold better. Yeah. 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 I mean, but it just, I mean, it looks like somebody left your Barth at the bottom of a lake for three months. You know, like it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look good. Yes, I, I like how the 500X looks. And I actually, like, I really like that car. I, I have a yeah. soft spot in my heart for it. I know it. But like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah, We're all here because we have problems. Okay. We really really do. I keep buying like, you know, these dumbass cars. I mean, I had a Daewoo. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what ended up happening with the Daewoo and tell, tell yeah. people who uh, <laughs> so are I, online uh, what the Daewoo situation was. Yeah. So there is another outlet, Alt Motorsports. Um, the editor-in-chief there, Jake Dewis, and a few other, other people, they have like a Rainbow Road rally cross where it's kind of like LGBTQ oriented. Um, and they do kind of like Top Gear-esque stunts where 
you don't have to. You can kind of rent, run what you rent, run what you bring to the track. But they also have like, you know, themes where you only spend you know fifteen hundred dollars on a vehicle, and then you follow the theme. And the theme last year was orphaned brands or orphaned models. And I said, you know what? You know what's the most orphaned vehicle? A fucking Daewoo. Right. Because I mean, people were coming up with Pontiacs and like sure eagles and stuff and i'm like those are cool but like that's not really like you can find pontiac parts right right this is an orphan orphan the the company that had the largest corporate debt in history <laughs> is that true I didn't I didn't know know that. That. yeah really? oh yeah daewoo ha- at one time had the largest corporate debt in history yeah wow so, so yeah i i was like well let me see what i can find i either wanted a suzuki forenza or like a daewooki or i wanted a daewoo like proper and I happened to find this Lanos in Dayton, Ohio, so about 45 minutes to an hour away from me. It only had 66,000 miles, and he wanted $1,200 for it. Dude, it, and I don't hate the looks of it. I think it's kind of cute. So It was complete crap. <laughs> I paid him $800, and it was a hot mess. Was it like $400 too much at $800? Exactly. Exactly. It was. Okay. I was so, fooled by the low mile. And it actually really did run right. It run, ran fine. Like it never overheated. But the body looked good. But underneath a lot of um, rust had like taken its toll on like, let's say it, it, there was a power steering line that had, that had completely disintegrated. Yeah. Okay. What, what year was this one? It was a 99? 99. 99. And so I thought, so at, at some point, Daewoo had some badge engineering stuff going on, right? But was this, did this share component? So this was, this, yeah, or Daewoo spent a lot of time with GM. Right. Um, like if you look at a lot of like, because I have, I have technic, technically this is actually my second Daewoo I've owned. Okay. About it, because um, the Chevy Sonic was like definitely kind of a Daewoo car. Yeah. If you look on a lot of like Chevy Cruises or Chevy Traxxas or Chevy um Chevy Sparks, you'll see GM DAT, which okay. is now short for G- which is now also called GM Korea, but DAT stands for Daewoo Auto Technology. Okay. Okay. That's what I th- I, th- I thought they were GM, but did that went back to the Geo days, right? Like they... oh, before that, I think it was like in the early 80s, late 70s. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't um, like a lot of um, a lot of early Daewoo cars were like Isuzu's, yeah. also technically so technically GM's, um, but yeah, underneath that's the same chassis as the Opel Astra. Okay, gotcha. Okay, like it's really it's really just a sexy Pontiac Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> right, it really right. is. Like they have a lot in common. Like if you look at the like one of the I I did a, an Instagram story about it. One of the things that that are shared really common with the cars is that like the steering rack is like miles in the air. Like really? the steering rack is like right underneath the, the um, windshield cowl. What? Huh. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen like an, like an O1 Civic. It's kind of like that. Huh. Okay. So, uh, so are there modern GM cars? Like, can you get, can you just swap no. parts? No, not at all. No, not at all. Like there, I, I somebody told me that you can probably get some from like an Astra overseas. Oh wow! But I think Daewoo changed a lot of like little specifications. 
like for example, the front sway bar like in links had like disintegrated and I did not find them until two days before I was supposed to like leave. Wow. And they came from Puerto Rico. Wow. Of all places. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I tried I tried to fix the ABS sensor and the whole bracket that held the ABS sensor to the um that whole front wheel like spindle had completely dissolved. Okay. Wow. And then I looked on the Daewoo forum and apparently like some guy back in maybe twenty fifteen in the UK had the same problem and it was never answered. <laughs> Oh, that's got to be one of the saddest forums ever. Like the yeah, unanswered Daewoo forum. Yeah. That you stumble yeah. upon like seven years later. Oh. Exactly, exactly. Hey. You know what's weird about the car? It was actually kind of nice to drive. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, because it lo- has the look of a car that suffers from the type of understeer that's actually scarier somehow. No. Uh, but it doesn't? It, no. it Was it good? It has potential. I would huh. say mine was like kind of shitty because I had like, you know, shitty used tires on it. Um, and then also the transmission was going out. But when you finally actually, it, the, the worst thing I could say about it is that it was slow. Mm-hmm. It was really slow. But um, it was actually really predictable. It rode nice. Um, hmm. I have another piece I think of like, I could understand why somebody in 1999 would have bought one of these. Okay. Okay. Like hopping into that mindset. Like, yeah. Was it, yeah. If, they, if it wasn't the cheapest car in 99, it couldn't have been far, right? I mean, it was. Um, I, think it, I think it might not have been that cheap, but mine in particular had a lot of stuff. Like it had ABS, it had oh. air conditioning, um, it had power locks, it had an automatic. Two um, horn buttons on the steering wheel. <laughs> exactly. Two <laughs> horn buttons. Um, it had like, I think it had a CD changer at one point in time. So okay. like back in 99, that was hot shit. Yeah. yeah. My sister's boyfriend at the time back then worked at a Daewoo dealership. And like, mm. I just, oh, he was just, yeah, I just can't like separate Daewoo and this dude in my mind and like Yeah, that's 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 kind of how I felt too. That's actually one of the things I didn't realize. Like I didn't realize how poor I grew up until like I started writing about this Daewoo because okay. there were so many people who were like I've never seen one of these before and I'm like, "Really? They were kind of common." Where right. I was. Yeah. Then I just realized that everybody was poor, so they bought these cars because that's kind of all they could afford. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a market and they went after it. They had a market. And also, if you look back on how these things were sold, they were kind of like door to door, Avon, Mary Kay style. Like I could absolutely see like so many people that I knew that like sold like MLM stuff accidentally buying a Daewoo because (laughs) the whole concept of how the car was sold was familiar to them. Okay. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Huh. Yeah. But now it's still cans, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, you know what's crazy? Like, I, so I hadn't had that much track experience. It was funny. I took this, took the Fiat to a beginner's track day the day before I took out the Daewoo. But the thing is, though, the Fiat track day was only maybe at an hour and a half. But the Daewoo's track day was in Virginia and it was six hours drive. And, I had got a press car to, I got, I had a Honda Ridgeline that I, we had talked somehow convinced Honda to give me a Ridgeline so I could tow it out there. And I had never towed before. 
Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> Learning all of so the I had, things. I literally had a, like six first things happen in one weekend. And I'm like, wow, I am really fucking stupid. And then like the day I was supposed to leave, I realized that my pot tires were not going to pass tech because they were too crinkly. So I had to throw another set of like really cheap used tires on it. So I ended up leaving late and I'm just driving out there and I'm like, man, I have all these firsts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, what um, was the, of, of all of them, what was the scariest? I'm, I know what it would be for me, but like, was it the track day that was the scariest? Was it, it the, was the towing? Because I was—I don't know how much you guys know about like you know Appalachia, but those roads get really, really tight and twisty. And I have—I don't think the U—I don't think the Ridgeline is all that great at towing. Okay. And it's on a U-Haul trailer, so I'm like, and it's like two in the morning that I'm driving, and I'm just like wiped out, nervous for this track day, not sure if my car is going to pass tech, and I'm in this like basically car with the bed with the back hacked off driving through Appalachia and it's like pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, this is how some more movies start. Like it really is. And, it, and it's, it's funny. Like, you know, the car was just like so inappropriate for the task. I think I got like 13 miles to the gallon <laughs> going out there and back. And I'm like, yeah. this is just fucking awful. I hate this thing. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, the, the day did surprisingly well. Um, I mean, could it, I was, I was one of the slower cars there, obviously. Most some people had gotten like really, really fast vehicles for fifteen hundred dollars. Because it was supposed to be orphan and dead brand. So it was like like I said, a lot of Pontiacs, um, a few Ford focuses. Like the guy who won somehow found a fifteen hundred dollar Ford SVT focus. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, which everyone else was kind of like bullshit a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> right. Right. You paid him fifteen hundred dollars, then you paid him another six grand after that. Exactly, because I was like, this is this is way nicer to be fifteen hundred dollars. And then like second I think second or third place were the Gears and Queers guys. They had a two point five rabbit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we actually talked to them about that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were at the same event. So then I had my little debut with an automatic debut with a slipping transmission. I had like a half day of track experience that I had the day before right? on mismatch, on mismatched tires. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to give it hell. Yeah. So I you was slow as hell. Well, but and you know what you had more than anybody built in excuses, which is what you want <laughs> when you go to the track. <laughs> it's funny. Cause like the first, the day, first day it did great. Although like I kept having to get a jump because for some reason, like the battery would just deplete itself. But after a jump, after I got a jump start, like it would run all day. Huh? It it was not very fast, and it slipped. It shifted like shit. But it ran. And then the second day, like you know what? Let me actually put some more energy into this. You know, I got a nice good night's sleep. Already, I had a better idea the track was doing. And like you know what? Let's let's run this and see what happens. So I just started doing neutral drops, <laughs> and I started like catching up. I really did though. Like I started looking at my times, and I started actually like you know, placing ahead of a few cars. Like I think I beat uh, an Eagle Vision. Uh, Hell yeah. Um, a Saturn SC2, and those cars are faster than mine. Mm-hmm. And oh. then the last heat, <laughs> I smelled rotten eggs. I'm like, oh, I must be destroying my catalytic converter. But whatever, this car is going to the, going to the funeral home as soon as I'm done with it. And I got did the last heat on the last day. I did the practice lap and I gave it too much and the thermostat housing exploded. Yeah. So I come back to the, I come back. I've never heard about that happening in a car ever. 
the housing. I've exploded. never heard about that. The housing exploded, and like I thought, like I, I was like driving back, and all of a sudden I hear see all this steam, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm on fire, and then I smell it. I'm like, oh no, I, that smells sweet. That's just coolant. So I pull back, and I'm just like billowing steam. They push me off the track, and I look down, and there's coolant everywhere. Right. Yeah, it must have been pretty spectacular. Yeah, it really was. Uh, you know what's even worse? Like if I had some duct tape and like some some um you know coolant, I probably could have gone back out there. Yeah. By this point, it was literally the last heat of the event. And I'm like, you know what, man? I think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's when you just stand back, salute, and just get back in the ridge line and go. <laughs> that's that's basically what I did. I loaded it up, and then I ended up leaving the next morning, and then yeah. I ended up donating it a week later to the Volunteers of America. Yeah, so, yeah. I, it sold, I got the. I guess it sold for six hundred dollars. I'm like, well, I, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I sure as hell didn't fix it. I literally just had it towed down there, and now it's. it's I'm pretty sure it's probably coke cans by now. That thing was. Yeah, I want someone to put like a Hibusa engine in one. Like, <laughs> I, that's what I want for one of these. I I, I like the look. I like like. I mean, obviously, it you really have an affinity a, for a well-styled car. Yeah, right. For small hatchbacks, right? Like, I mean, yeah, they're great. Yeah, huh. I'm not gonna lie. If it, if it was a six, if it was a five-speed, I feel like it would be. I might still have it. Right. It could be yeah. delightfully shitty instead of like kind of unbearably shitty, right? That yeah, that transmission was bad. Like it was, uh. it was slip real. It, it started slipping worse by the time yeah. I let it go. We tried to do a, a transmission, just drain and fill, and it didn't help. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a lot of stuff in there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It had been, I guess the guy he got it from, that I bought it from, he, it was some old woman's, um, I guess it was her last car. And okay. she had some work done in her house, and she couldn't afford to pay him. So she just gave him the car. And he get, tried to give it to his son, and his son was like, hell no. <laughs> A woman died in this. I, I think she, I think she's still living, but I I think it was under the impression it was her last car, which is funny because the I I think is also somebody's last car. I don't oh, know why this keeps happening to me. Kevin, I keep buying like old women's last cars. I think what I'm hearing is that you're traveling the country, murdering women and stealing their cars. <laughs> <laughs> what it sounds like to me. I don't know. That's that's funny. That's that's funny. Matlock over yeah, here. I, yeah. <laughs> It's it's funny, like when I had the Daewoo, you should have seen like at my house, I had five cars. I had this Daewoo, I had a five feet accord wagon that I thought I would like and I didn't, and I ended up selling that. Um I had the Fiat, I had a Ford Fiesta five speed that I bought to to buy and sell that I ended up not making money on. Mm. And a Honda Civic that I bought to try and sell that I ended up not making money on. So <laughs> Wow. There's a whole a weird used car lot at my house. <laughs> yeah. Kevin. Hey, so I, we got to talk about the Mitsubishi. Yes. Can, can we talk about curious. the Please. Yes, for I'm, anyone I'm who doesn't know what a Mitsubishi IMIEV is, please educate the people. Oh, geez. So basically, it's, I think it holds the record for being the first like mass-produced electric vehicle but I think there's like an asterisk there. I think it's because like, it's like one of the first ones that can like go on the freeway and not uh, like explode. Okay. Cause the okay. top speed of the IME is 81 miles an hour. So, okay. But 
I found it's Mitsubishi iMeve. I actually found it back right when Carbibles kind of had their first relaunch and I first got hired at um, Carbibles back in December of 2020. And okay. it came up on my Facebook Messenger, like, you should buy this. And I'm like, the guy only wanted $3,500 for it. But the thing is, though, it was in Detroit, which is about three hours drive, three and a half hours drive for me. Okay. Um, I was like, ooh, this would be a fun, like, way to do content. I'll buy this shitty electric car and, like, you know, I'll drive it back. And But then it ended up selling. And then I guess it sold to some other guy, and he tried to sell it for $5,500, and nobody was buying. I'm like, whatever, man. I guess that's dead in the water. Let's see what happens. So a year passes, and it's now December 2021, and the iMeve pops up again. Okay. The same one. Old it, friend. It's definitely the same. It's, it's really, because I had the VIN and everything, and I'm like, what's the VIN? And he like sent me the VIN, and I'm like, this is the exact same car I was looking at a year ago. And I'm like, well, let me, I'm interested. I want it. He only wanted $3,500 for it. It only has 35,000 miles on it. Okay. But the thing is, though, it's actually not in Detroit. It's in Flint, Michigan, which I did not realize was a lot further away from Detroit than I thought. It is. So it was really more like an almost four and a half hour drive from my house to go see this iMeve. So I'm like, well, let me go and see what it's all about. And I figured, you know, I'm just going to buy this thing because I want to see what the hell it's going to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> God, I, I, just I, I, I just want to I just want to also point I love out, you, Kevin. I, I love you so much. <laughs> people really think that I'm like doing all this shit, like oh he's gonna he's just trying to do this for cloud, or he's just like buying bad cars on purpose. I'm curious. I want to see yeah. what the fuck it's gonna do. No, I want to know more about this person who owned a Mitsubishi iMeve in Flint, Michigan, because I used to live right near Flint, Michigan. Um, and I mean, I had a tow truck driver not pick me up because I had a foreign car. Um, I can't yeah. imagine the bullying that this person endured in a GM well, town I, like Flint with this car. It's, it's funny. I actually did the, um, Vin history on this vehicle and it looks like it was leased like twice. And huh. then they, I guess the lady bought out the lease. The guy who bought it, who I bought it from says, I guess he got it from his mother, mother-in-law. Um, she didn't drive very much or very far. So the IMEV was perfect for her because like she didn't really need to go that far. And I guess it's too hard for her to get in and out of it now. Mm. So he sold it and he was driving it for a year. But I mean, it's kind of not a very usable car in Flint. Yeah, no, because you, I mean, it's like 30 miles minimum to go anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Everything is so spread out and there's like, there's really no electric car infrastructure there. Right. So he, he drove it for a while, tried to sell it, and like people in Flint, it's not a usable car. And it's kind of far, far away from Detroit where it would be at least a little bit more usable. Yeah. Because like I, I thought about trying to drive it from Flint to Detroit, and like I don't think it would have made it. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So what, what's the range on it in like real world <laughs> conditions? So brand new, it was 62 miles EPA oh. rated. Okay. But after, you know, battery degradation because it's a 10 year old car now um i think i have about 72 percent battery power left like using actually actually did the, the calculations with the scan tool um with the way i drive and with me nursing the battery back to health and doing a few other things i can get about 45 to 55 miles 
I mean, that's it's not, not bad. Depending, it's not on... a lot. It's like I tell people, it's not a lot, but it's more than you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least, right. especially down here in Columbus, Ohio, which is a little bit more compact and has, although I've written about it not having a great electric car infrastructure, it's still better than like other places. Yeah, right. and it's college so, town, so I mean, there's some. It is, and it, it's so it really does work fairly well for what I need it to do. Like I live out here in the in the Columbus suburbs, so I can hop on the freeway, hop downtown, work from a coffee shop. By the time I'm done working from a coffee shop, the car's fully charged again. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Like it's it's kind of pivoted to me driving it like almost every day during the week. Really? Yeah. I put about, I, I bought it New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, it was kind of a bitch and a half to get it back, but I got it back. And I'm not going to tell you that because I'm not, we'll come back to that <laughs> eventually, <laughs> maybe. Um, but I got it. I got somebody to tow it 237 miles. Um, and then. It had some, so the, when I bought the car, it had some issues, like the, the gear selector was flashing, um, and it wouldn't, I couldn't get it into drive. Ah, so you, yes, okay. You put it into drive, and then the, um, the regen brakes wouldn't work. You couldn't go faster than like 30 miles an hour. Um, it had all sorts of like, like it was a Christmas tree of lights. And turns out that's like kind of a common problem for IMEs. Hmm. Um, the actual like, that's this is actually one thing I like about the IME. It's actually like remarkably basic. It doesn't have an e shifter. Right, like it's, it's like cable. It's, it's an actual cable, like from a regular automatic transmission. Weird. Right. Very weird. So, what's the cable attached to? Just like it's attached. It's attached to basically an electronic gear selector that turns like a lever on the side of the transmission, like you would any other electric, any other like gas powered car from like the nineties. Uh, okay, but it just has one forward gear, one reverse gear sort of thing, and that's it? Uh, I think it's just one gear, but the motor can turn backwards. Oh, okay. To go uh, forward or backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. But, um, basically, that the electric um, gear selector part that tells the um, you know EV, the electric, um, the equivalent to the ECU, what gear the car is in, I guess, has shorted out. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, a, it's, a common, it's a common fix. But the thing is, though, when I tried to, because it's a Michigan car and because the guy had driven the driven it like this for so long, like he couldn't put it in drive and then the detents were wrong. Like he would put it in eco and it said it was a B and then he put it in B. And so the cable had stretched out. Right. So I, I drove it like that for a little bit, but, you know, that's like kind of, I could tell it was not very, very easy on the vehicle. So I, um, put it in um I, I, my roommate and i tried to fix it and then we broke it unfortunately <laughs> like we tried we, we tried to we tried to fix the um electric part we got that fixed and then the cable broke yeah okay i tried to fix it and then i broke it it's a pretty i'm, yeah. I'm familiar with that dynamic we yeah. broke it, and then i was like well let's let's try and like you know glue it back together so we got my, my roommate came up with this idea. He had a metal sleeve that he kind of put the little plastic end piece on and then filled it with JB Weld uh-huh. and then assembled everything and then we let it sit overnight. Okay. Which was kind of hard because at the time it was like negative one degree out. So like it took forever for it to set. But it set and it worked twice. Then it <sighs> broke somewhere else up the line. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. And then I was like, well, how do we take out the, um, how do we fix this? How do we replace the um, shifter cable? And then I looked through, I found this on the actual um, service manual, the dealer service manual. Hell yeah. 
somehow somehow hosted on a russian site so yep. I, I don't always I don't the know. best <laughs> it really is i'm like i feel like i hope the cia doesn't like you know bomb my house but, um, <laughs> it was just for this weird electric car i swear <laughs> i swear I'm, i have no ties to the russian state i just wanted to check i just wanted to remove a shifter cable so i was like well let me see how i can do this and i think i read it too fast and i thought it said that you had to drill out some rivets and all this shit i'm like that's too hard it's going to the dealer and then i realized it's going to be so expensive to, for the dealer to do this right mm-hmm. so yeah because this is this is the only income stream that mitsubishi has left is just waiting for someone to bring in their broken mitsubishi <laughs> well it's, it's funny you ask, it's funny you say that because um <clears throat> in order for them to lower the battery at any mitsubishi dealer they need to call the home office really so they, have, they have to ask for a special battery lowering tool that none of the dealers have like in their service department it has to be shipped out to them oh my god crazy. i mean it's like servicing a, a mclaren f1 <laughs> really though and then also the battery is twelve thousand dollars and i'm like you know what it, it can't be that fucking hard i bet it's not that hard so my roommate was like we can do it we can do it i'm like okay let's do it uh-huh so we had a break in the weather sometime in march it somehow became 60 degrees for like a week straight and I'm like, well, it's now or never. <laughs> yeah. So I ripped the interior out, which was surprisingly easy. That's actually one thing I really like about this car. You can definitely tell it's a very basic vehicle. So it doesn't take it doesn't take very long for me to, to do anything. Like it's only a few bolts that um hold the thing in. Um took the seats out, took the carpet out, um, undid all the connections, and then after that, it took about a day for us to get it in and out if you really like condense all the work time together that's amazing and you didn't have to have a special tool mailed to you it was just a date and floor jack a date and floor jack and a dolly right. yep and gumption <laughs> yeah and a can-do it's attitude funny it's funny because i'm like we really didn't test some of these wires if they're hot or not and like okay. you know what oh well <laughs> <laughs> we had to it's, it's funny that, that we had to um air chisel out one of the um high voltage lines because because since this was a michigan car you know corrosion kind of had to use the the line to itself to the the battery i'm trying to find the picture of you or the video of you doing that yeah (laughs) i love the air chisel straight at it oh man what else are we supposed to do though (laughs) right yeah it's yeah right it's either going to come off or it's going to stay on forever right that's actually one that's one concern i've had about this vehicle is like I hate saying it. If this car hadn't gone to me, it would have been destroyed. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I can't, I yeah. Can't, I can't picture anybody else doing what I did to keep this thing on the road. Right. Right. I mean, certainly not in Michigan. No. Yeah. No. That's yeah. amazing. That's, that's crazy. Well, so, good on you for rescuing this thing. It's a very odd little, like. I kind of, I kind of wish it was better. You know, like I wish, like. I wish it was either gas powered or the battery was bigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's I, I, like I said, this is another car that I think journalists were too mean to. Okay. <laughs> I okay. feel like I've owned a lot of cars like that, that journalists like, I feel like that's kind of like, kind of started my, you know, auto journalism, you know, career path. It's like, you know, I, you know, I grew up reading a lot of like, you know, car and driver and motor trend and even Jalopnik. I think Jalopnik came on the scene when I was like 13 or 14. And I would parrot these like automotive opinions to my parents. 
and they would basically like low key tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. Okay. And at first I was just like, oh, they just don't know what they're talking about. But then they would actually like quantify why they bought the vehicles that they did and how they felt about them. And it's like, you know what, the, the older I got, the more I realized, okay, maybe they're not the automotive, automotive opinions that, you know, I have, but they have very valid reasons for having them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about, you know, buying these unloved cars. Like, I don't believe what a lot of other people say. Sure. Like I've owned, like I've owned four Toyota Yaris's, and I remember when I bought my first one, I was like a pro- prolific forum poster. Everybody was like, "Why would you buy that piece of shit car? It's so awful and terrible." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? This car is great." You okay. know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's right. that's low key how I feel about the iMave. Um, it obviously can't do a lot of things. It was never meant but, to, though. How does it? How does it drive? Like when it's? I mean, aside range aside, because I mean that's probably its biggest issue right but like how does it how does it actually drive uh just like around the town you know um it's reasonably quick it does not feel it only has i think 66 horsepower but it feels like it has more than that okay mm-hmm. um i say the only real deficiencies power deficiencies really come out at, at like speeds above 65 yeah sure but one the top speed is 81 and two it's not it's kind of not really designed for freeway driving i mean it can do it but it's not um, happy about it yeah, it just doesn't have the passing power. Right. Right. That makes but sense. It has weirdly good brakes. Okay. I was wondering if you've ever taken an autocross. Well, I will just I'm not gonna spoil any more content, but I just just stay tuned. I might have some Hell yeah. Stuff coming yes. Up. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, yes. it's it's also like it's since it's rear wheel drive, you know, if you turn the traction control off on the wet, it'll definitely stick its ass out. Yeah. Oh, I so didn't realize it was rear wheel drive. Oh yeah, yeah this thing so this thing is basically a long smart four two. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Okay. Like, it's basically a four two with all the crap taken out of it. Um if they have the same Dion D tube axle or D Dion tube axle. Um the gas powered versions have like I think the same Mitsubishi engine. It's just that the smart have that has that shitty AMT versus the uh, Mitsubishi I having a four speed auto. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that smart car transmission is truly, truly horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, it, it kind of fixes everything that I that are that's like wrong with the smart car, and it's actually like kind of interesting to drive. I feel like a gas-powered iMeve would be probably the most interesting compact car I've sold in the past twenty years. Huh. I, I yeah, that's really interesting. I I love this because I think that like you're you're taking a like things that were really kind of like judged without like the luxury of time and without context. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like, like, like for example, the lady who I understand why this woman leased this car twice, because back when these back when electric cars were first coming back out back in like, you know, 2011, 2012 incentives were so strong, both on the state and the federal level. Mm-hmm. Like I have a piece brewing about how the I made made sense in context because I've seen, you know, advertisements from back in 2012 where these cars were leasing for $69 a month. Wow. I mean, come on at $69 a month. Who cares if it does 62 miles? That's, that's like less than what I pay for my phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even in $2012, like, yeah. Right. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Is it a very good car? No, but it's $69 a month. Who cares? Right. Well, and also, I mean, the, (laughs) these wheels are kind of coming back 
to being <laughs> in style again. Hot. Those wheels are hot, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I think it's actually a really sharp looking car for some yeah. reason, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, it's a little goofy looking, but it's it's like it's it's awkward looking, but it's sort of like charming. You it can't is. you can't yeah. frown when you see it. Like it's like yeah, right. Somebody yeah. said it looks like an iMac, and I'm like, it really does. Yeah, it that does. tweet you had, yeah, right <laughs> next to the blue <laughs> iMac. Hell yeah. It's funny because we had I actually had one um growing up back in '99, 2000. Yeah, I had I had a blue, I had a, a Bondi blue iMac. <laughs> Bondi blue, yeah, man, God, I I want all of the translucent stuff like that to come back. I did I did one of those like translucent ones on my Switch, like I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I like I said, I low key think that Mitsubishi should bring back the iMeve. I think it only needs a few tweaks to be a better car. Okay, like I think with like CarPlay and a better battery and standard fast charging, it would be like kind of compelling yeah. yeah yeah i wonder if they have the resources to do that at this point though. they probably in, don't i don't think they the have States. the resources to make this car yeah <laughs> in the first place yeah you can kind of tell like they just they didn't even like start from the ground up they took one of their japanese k cars and made it a little bit wider yeah yeah <laughs> how did how did stuff go on reassembly? Because I think that that's where like you can kind of separate like if it's a car kind of worth keeping, and like if it's okay shitty, like if if stuff goes back together okay, like if tons of fasteners and stuff snapped while you're taking them off, like yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of the things it definitely did not feel like it was a vehicle designed for Michigan. Yeah, air chiseling like, aside. A lot of, like, the air chiseling aside, like most of the um, most of the fasteners that held the plastic um, beauty shield underneath the battery had completely disintegrated. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Yeah. So, like, like now a couple of them are held in with sheet metal screws now. But whatever, I don't care. Like I said, this car is probably going to go to the grave after either in, in, within the next two owners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, it, we thought it was going to be a lot harder to put back together, but it really didn't. It really was actually fairly easy. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it looks like there's plenty of room to like get the seats out. The interior looks like it came out well. There's that weird hole underneath the driver's seat. I, the, wh- so it's, why? It's like, like I said, this car definitely started life as a gas vehicle. That hole used to be the fuel pump. Ah, uh, okay. Because, okay. The ga- like I said, the gas-powered iMeve is oh, okay. So the fuel tank is underneath the front seats. Gotcha. Okay. But now that hole is for the battery cut off. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Oh man. It's so weird when they retrofit like an elect an electric drivetrain to that gas car. Like, cause mm-hmm. they did it with the 500 E, right? Yeah. 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 Are you going to yeah. pick up one of those if you get a chance? No. <laughs> I have some other electric car content. I'm not going to spoil it yet. Okay. There's, there's okay. another weird obscure EV that I'm trying to buy. Oh hell yeah! Okay, okay. okay. I will right. say it is Chinese. It, it is Chinese, so we'll find out. Okay. All right. All right. Exclusive. I, yeah. I've I've literally been trying to buy this thing for a year, and no nobody's. I've I, somebody's going to sell me this fucking car. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but I, with the I need kind of cut in front of it right now. I'm kind of like got right. a lot of things, and I still have a Honda CRZ that you guys have probably never not only heard me post about twice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize you had one of those. That's cool. <laughs> I, I like the CRZ. Our, a friend of ours has one. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Right on, Kevin. Man. Well, 
I love hearing about your fleet, and you'll have to come back and definitely update us uh, when it changes because it's bonkers, and I love it. Yeah. Um, would you like to play some games? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Dave, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, you, well, yeah, you go first, Ian. I think, okay. Yeah, I'm excited okay. for yours. Yeah. All right, so be, before we get into to mine, uh, there's another thing on this show that we that we talk about a lot. And we call it car stanza. Um, And so this is a phenomenon when people like misbadge their cars. And, and this is just a little, like a little appetizer for what we're going to get into with the license plate game. But I saw Alexis yesterday and I just, I want to get your take on this, the car stanza phenomenon in general. And also this car in particular, um, because it's, it's one of the more bizarre ones that I've ever seen, and I almost crashed into someone getting a picture of it. So, Dave, can you put it up on the? On yes, the I I will. So here we go. I, yeah, take it in, Kevin. This is Alexis. It's an yeah. RX three fifty. Um, GT apparently. Oh my god! <laughs> and I think that's the is that the GT from like an Edge, like a, an Edge GT? Or no, because those like, are STs. Yeah, that looks, like, that looks like a Porsche card. Yeah, it does. It could be. Yeah, it I don't does. Know. That looks like a Porsche font to me. If we're googling Porsche font, Kevin. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, it's a pretty spectacular example of the genre. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. Spot. That's it. That's a poor spot. Good eye, good eye <laughs> dude. But I'm sorry, I was a graphic design major at one point in time. Yeah, so. no. Good, good yeah. eye. Quit digging. You hit oil. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so tell us, kind of like, have you noticed car stanzas yes, before? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I mean, if, if that makes you feel better, then knock yourself out. <laughs> right right i think it is pretty goofy but i mean they didn't ask me to pay for it <laughs> our, our thing about it is always like who is it for because you if like anybody who would appreciate that sort of badge would know better so like there's a the it's the demographic is yourself only I would I feel it, like I, I think it's for old people i don't know if you've ever been around a whole bunch of old people who they just like they just kind of like buy shit sometimes. Yeah. They don't necessarily know what it means. Like you go on their phone and they have like a thousand dollars worth of like Candy Crush apps, like in-app purchases. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel yeah. like sometimes old people do that with their cars. Like you, you'll see like a Buick LaCrosse that has like Honda Type R stickers because like the person thought it was cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. This is like what we associate with a cool car. So we're putting it on our car too. We're putting it on our car. Cause to, to me, my car is cool, even though it is a fucking lacrosse with a Landau top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, like, <laughs> you know, the, the thing that I was surprising to me about this is that usually a Lexus RX 350 is not the car you see putting M badges on and stuff like that. You know, they're not trying to, they're not trying to pretend to be sporty because they bought an RX 350. <laughs> So no, those cars are the opposite of sporty, right? So you know what? <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. Side note: I'm actually like passively looking for one of these. <laughs> I, okay. My wife has a 450H. It's freaking awesome. Like the drivetrain is fantastic. 
I kind of want to do some uh, crossover off-road content. Like, I would love to get, like, a 450 or a 350H from, like, two generations before. Yes. And see what it can do off-road. I know it's going to be absolute trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a Toyota Highlander, so it's not horrible, right? Well, mm, I mean, it's, it's not horrible, but the thing, the thing is, though, like, Toyota does, when they do um, hybrid all-wheel drive, the rear axle is electric. Okay. So like, it, there's there's a lot of caveats. Like it's it's not very powerful. Like it's it's always finding ways to like not turn on. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. Huh. Like I think the Lexus UX is um UX hybrid. I think that its rear motor only has seven horsepower. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? It has seven horsepower, but it's all-wheel drive. But is there is it so there's no transfer case? There's no. Correct. Uh, it is, there is it is an electric motor with some lines that go from the um battery huh what I that's, that's how that's how toyota's all that's how toyota's um hybrid all-wheel drive has always worked it so that's that gets a participation trophy when it comes to like <laughs> all-wheel drive it will get you out of your driveway maybe right, right. <laughs> wow. but it, the car is basically front-wheel drive huh interesting yeah that. Huh. yeah well okay well, let's let's jump into the license plate game. So in this yes, game, okay. you're going to get three cars, and the license plates will be blacked out. Okay. And then you're going to get the text of those license plates, and then you're going to have to do the highlights magazine matchy match to say okay. that this text goes with this car. Right. Okay. The what's going to help you most in this game is just gross generalization, like as as stereotypical about people you as you could be. Like that typically is what (laughs) what helps you out. So exactly what you think uh, of a person who would buy this car and modify it in whatever way is the person who's going to match to this uh, vanity plate text. So these are three cars that I've seen within the last two weeks. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Real quick. Have you ever had a vanity plate for one of your cars? No. Okay. Okay. So my, my license plate is GDA for six, six, six. Oh, sweet. Exactly. I (laughs) I have made sure that it comes with whatever car that I have. I've had this plate for like eight years now. Yeah. Nice. Because it's just so fucking iconic. Like my, my roommate says it's GDA goddamn asshole for Satan. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you get the trip six, you cannot give it up. Yeah. You can't give it up. I can't get that. I can't give it up. No. Yeah. Yeah. That also so means you can never a... move like, <laughs> out of state. Well, at least not out of, not out of state. But yeah, yeah it, it's funny. I have this little angry hat, black hatchback that sounds like hell. Hell yeah. And like yeah. all sorts of gay stickers on the back. So I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go rip some donuts <laughs> in a church parking lot and you'll be, oh, everyone would really love you. <laughs> oh, man, man. Wait, they don't have any churches in Ohio. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I grew up in Missouri. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah, oh, geez, Michigan, oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so here you go. So feel free to take it in and we'll just kind of narrate. And yeah, then- so Dave hasn't seen these either. So Dave, you describe what you're seeing. Yeah. And then we'll, right. we'll zoom in on each of them. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. okay. All right. So here you go. Let's see. All right. So we have a Porsche 
Boxster, Ian? Is that a yeah. Boxster? Yeah, 718 okay. Boxster, yeah. Okay, we've got in silver with the red interior, sure. Mm-hmm. We've Top got down. Yep. Oh yeah. Top down in Denver. It was sixty-two degrees today. So you got to. This pop was in the top. Santa. This was in Santa Fe. Ah. Okay. Yep. We've got a very beige Toyota Prius Prime, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and then we've got another F Sport Lexus RX three fifty, also in beige. Which I I like their beige. I don't like it on that car because of like all the D pillar stuff, C to D pillar stuff. But anyway, um. The license plates are, oh yeah, we got we got Love Toy L U V Toy, and they're not talking about a Chevy Love pick 'em up truck, are they? No, I mean they might be. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe, maybe that was the previous car. Uh, then we have that woman, T H A T W M N, uh huh, and then behave. Oh, it's okay. like behave. Oh man, these are close. These yeah. are all close. I can see them on each of these cars. Yeah, this right? one's going to be tough, I think. Um, anything, is. any any context clues that you're noticing? I know that there's a sticker on the Boxster. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot. I mean, there's not a lot of mods no. or anything to look at. Right? Oh, man. Yeah. Boy, yeah, really. I mean, not. I, I like that the RX350 is street parked and there's a valet like oh it's not a valet parking it's like a valet siding i thought they yeah, like this i thought they valet. parked it towards the valet thing like fuck it we're self-park <laughs> like no yeah this is this is waiting to be valeted yeah. okay okay, okay. Hmm. oh boy i feel like love toy is going to be the prius okay okay it just it just seems like it just seems like one of those things that like some weirdo would be like, oh, this is just such a sexy car, and they try and they try and convince you of that, and you're just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so you're saying that the type of freak who wants to advertise that they're a freak would also think that the drive a Prius is Prime. A- <laughs> yes, they're going to be very strange people. Gotcha. They're like, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> I love that. I love this. I love that line of, of reasoning. Okay. Also, it's the only Toyota, so love toy, right? Oh, man. You know what? That actually oh, makes more sense. It's probably a Toyota, but like they I, love their Toyota, but they're too stupid to realize that that has a double entendre. There <laughs> you go. Prius Prime. He doesn't right. have a Prius Prime. A Prius Prime person owner would not think about that. Okay. Okay, I kind of like your freaky deek take er, more, but you know. maybe it could be both. I'm I'm just talking out of my ass here. No, no. See, this is oh, this is why we play this game, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay, we so learn, we learn about each other and our freaks that are around us. Yes. So we right. have we still I, have that woman and behave. I feel like that woman is the Porsche because I feel like she divorced him. And okay. <laughs> okay i'm i think i'm going with that woman for the rx350 see i think i think the rx350 is going to be behaved because the guy got the f sport thinking it thinking it's comparable to like an x5m uh, because he doesn't accelerate fast harder than 20 percent at any time gotcha but it's but f sport it's got the f sport badge. exactly to him it feels fast and it's, it's cheaper st- than the X5M. It says sport right on the thing. So it's got to be. Right. right. Dave, what's your reasoning? What's your reasoning for that woman and Lexus? 
I feel I can just imagine like a real estate agent like named Connie and like she just like she owns like a certain area of Denver. She's like the Baker District is mine. Right. And Connie's just tootling people around in her Lexus F Sport and it, her license plate is that woman. I don't know. It just it's painting a whole picture in my head. Okay. Oh, I just thought it's Oklahoma plate. It is. This oh, was in Oklahoma sure. City. So this was outside a, 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 a nice a nice hotel in Oklahoma City. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that changes hmm. anyone's answer. That woman almost makes me think of like a Winston Wolf kind of person, right? Like, why are we calling that woman, right? Like, why, why is she making her presence known? Hmm. Yeah. I like I I imagine the first things that this person says when she come when she uh go when she shows up somewhere is I have arrived. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still I still think it might be some old man who didn't know the difference between an F sport and an X5M. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like where your head's at. Okay. All yeah, right. Cuz I knew I knew people like that. Like I grew up with people who like bought Kia Amantes because it was cheaper than the e Jag class, XJ220. And it, and it looks yeah. the same. Yeah. Even though they look nothing fucking alike. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, it, we did have a full-on <laughs> car stanza. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Kia. Yeah, that oh, had like the, the whole... It, they tried so hard to make it look like an S-type. Or, yeah, S-type, yeah. It, it's funny. Okay. Speaking of Kia Amantes, I almost bought one instead of the Daewoo, but... <laughs> It didn't pan out. <laughs> and, and Kia's still oh, around, right? Yeah, you couldn't have, uh, you know, orphaned raced it. I yeah. could have because it's an orphan model. Oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. That was less orphaned and more mercy killed. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> those things were awful. I had a, I had a, I had a friend when I was back a long time previous life, and she was coworker, and she um said that her check engine light came on so she added oil and then her check engine light came on again and so she added oil she no. had a kia monte and she we went out to check her oil and it was coming out the dipstick oh my god <laughs> and she was like it's running really terribly i keep putting oil in and we were like was it an oil light or was it a check engine she was like i don't know it was a light so i put oil in it was amazing I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough trying to distract me. What are your answers? Yeah, I mean, okay. go ahead, so Kevin. I, I, yeah, I'm going to say that the Prius Prime is Love Toy. Mm -hmm. okay. The Boxster is that woman. And the F, the um, F Sport RX is going to be Behave. Okay. Okay. What about, you? what about you, Dave? I, I'm going Love Toy on the Prius. I'm going behave on the Porsche and I'm going that woman on the RX 350. Interesting. I will say that one of you is correct. Oh all God. One of us got all three. One of you got all three. Would either of you like to change your answers? No, no. Nope. Okay. Let's all see. Right. Locked in. Okay. Let's see. Final Let's answers. See. Here we go. All right. Answers. The Porsches behave, love Damn. toy for the Prius, and that woman for the RX. 
So yeah. I will say, Dave, I think you know you nailed the the Toyota thing. I my head was exactly where Kevin's is. Is that <laughs> these are the people from the like the Will Ferrell SNL sketch from a long time ago who get the, <laughs> the hot in the hot tub and talk about lovers. You know, like that was who I was picturing uh, with this. Uh, but I think you're right. I think they it the a sexual connotation of anything wouldn't occur to them. They're just, they, yeah. I love my Toyota. Why wouldn't I have a license plate that says that? Um, and I think the behave thing, I think that might be, I, I think my theory on this is like, it's an Austin powers, like someone who's still quoting Austin powers 20 years later and they're driving a convertible. Yeah. But I could also see that person driving an RX to Kevin's credit. I, yes. I feel like, behave, I feel like behave is just one of those things. They're like, this is their retirement car. Yeah. It's probably a base model boxer, which is all this person needs. Right. They're like, behave so you don't do something. You know what old people are always saying? Behave yourself, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, in a little flirty way. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, I'm going out tonight. Well, behave. Behave. Yeah. Don't do anything uh, 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 I wouldn't do. And this was in Santa Fe. This was in Santa Fe, which is the home of uh, middle-aged women on a journey. So, I mean, that's what that's that's where you that's where you go to eat, pray, love in in the U.S. And then that woman, I think, Dave, I think you're right. This is a this is a realtor. Yeah, it's Connie, she, man. Yeah, she owns several uh, shirts with wine puns on them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you do you, Connie. You yeah. do you. Um, exactly. Right? Yeah. In your beige RX. Yeah. This is probably her fifth RX. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. Yep. So this was uh this was the license plate game. Oh geez. How oh, fine. I enjoyed it. Now I I have one as well if oh, God. that Ian hasn't seen. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, gird your loins. This one every now and then we title these. This one's called Hippie Shit. Oh god. All right. Okay. Why do you do this? You just you make It's because me we live in Colorado angry. and there's fucking hippies everywhere, Ian. There are. There are. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Uh all right. Here you go. Here's here's the, the quiz. Oh it, man. I it, thought that said penis love. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is referring to someone's license plate that has P C E N L O V. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Either that or oh, like they were an IT job. guy that's like, I love my PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that, that's penis love. Penis love. Hey. Right. Or it could oh, be somebody man. so clueless that they're like, this could only mean, like the, to- the like the love toy. This could only mean peace and love. Right. Okay. So, so oh, that's what, what it means. <laughs> 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 I think, I think oh, it does. Oh man! <laughs> yep, yep. Welcome to our hippie granola shit we have to deal with in Colorado, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to have you here sometime. We'll we'll take you go karting. Yeah, I'll have to come back. I flew out to Denver in October. I wrote okay. a story about that. Yeah, about what? that um four wheel drive Tucson I almost bought. Yes, you did. Yeah, you came out and fixed a stranger's car for them. Yeah, he ended up selling it, but he did like have a better idea of what was wrong with the vehicle you're a good man kevin you're a good dude it just felt like i would be ripping somebody off you know hey yeah not everybody in the universe is like that like 
The, you, a, anybody who doesn't know needs to read Kevin's Carbobbles article about how you flew 1,100 miles to fix a straight to with the intent to buy a car, and you just helped this uh, an internet stranger fix it. It's fantastic. Yeah. We'll we'll put a link to to that in the YouTube description for sure. But awesome, anyway, awesome. anyway, we got to get back to these maniacs. <laughs> right. The, so there's a red. Uh, what what kind of truck is that? I'm so That's a Tacoma. Uh, yeah. Okay, right, of course, in Colorado, it's a Toyota Tacoma, right? Uh, we've got a white Infiniti QX60, Ian's favorite SUV of all time. Oh my god, what a pile! <laughs> and a Subaru Outback wagon, of course. Yeah. And our yeah. license plates. <laughs> Kevin, you want to read them? Always be oh man, I thought always be you. Man, my head is in the gutter. I thought that was like somehow the reference to blowjobs. Um embrace <laughs> with a C at the end and then peace and love. Yep. But it's or, or penis and love. love. Yeah. Or penis love. Yeah. <laughs> just roll the dice. I feel man. like I feel like peace and love is gonna be on the Subaru because that is so stereotypical and I feel like a Subaru owner would like try hard to make that work and it's clearly not fucking working here okay yeah. okay i man i i will say of all of these always embrace is like okay i like i i'm i'm skeeved out i immediately think this person should be on a list <laughs> um where they shouldn't be should be restricted in their movements uh uh peace and love whatever Dime a dozen. We got millions of you in Colorado. Okay. Always be you makes me angry, though, because <laughs> you don't know. Maybe I need to be somebody else. Maybe I should it be somebody like else. Always boo. Like, always boo things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Boo, that sucks. Right. Like, yeah. that license, this license plate sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, now let, me, let me zoom in just to provide any possible context clues I'm, I'm most curious about the truck to be honest he, honestly Thanks. you're not going to get much because it's a blurry picture unfortunately the camera picked up the windshield grit more than it mm. did the truck so i don't think there's much to get it's a red tacoma not not a lot of people get red tacomas up here but yeah we got yeah. a step yeah and we got a, a a top on the we got a, a cover a bed cover yeah tonneau okay. yep okay then Ian's favorite Infinity QX60, the Mike Ward dealer plate that, mm-hmm. yep, that I'm familiar with. They did the pre-sales inspection on my. Uh, is that another M45. QX60 in the back background? Yes, it is. is. It's QX or Inception. <laughs> or is that an eighty? I have no clue. These cars all look the same. I can't remember. This is the worst fucking idea for Infinity to change their names like this. Right. I keep calling this car the Infinity JX. Yeah, yeah, right. Which is more memorable. I don't know what any of these Q names are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me either. I mean, I mean and I, we've talked about it so many times. I've driven a bunch of them. Uh, I could not tell you. Like, gun to my head. If you had to ask me, like, which one's the Pathfinder? Which one's the Armada? Which one's the whatever? I would be like, I don't know. I, don't know. Shit, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, right? Like, vaguely bigger number, bigger car. But that's mm-hmm. not always true. But sometimes, unless it isn't, yeah. Yeah, right? Okay. Okay. So you got the Infinity. Then we've got the Subaru. Now, I I wish I had more detail on this. This was a very detailed license plate frame. It was very ornate. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know if that helps you or not. It was just like kind of like bedazzled and like embellished. Yeah. Mm, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I wanted to make I wanted to make sure you guys had that information. I think that's helpful because I think that my my knee jerk was to say peace and love on the Subaru because that's kind of what you think of. But right now, I'm not sure. But now that's that seems that's making me think more like self helpy. Always be you. I think maybe might be the the Subaru. Um, what do you what are you oh. thinking? I think Embrace is going to be on the QX60 because they are embracing the fact they're underwater on that car. <laughs> so, okay. I'll, always be you, I think, is going to be the truck. Okay. Okay. And I think, I think, I think Peace and Love is still going to be the Subaru. But I'm okay. probably wrong. Okay. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go wildly different. I think I'm going to go wildly different. I feel like always be you. I feel like always be you is going to be the truck because it's red and I bet they got shit for buying it. Okay. 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 Like you shouldn't buy no red truck. It stands out too much. Well, I'm always going to be myself. And they, they made this red truck their fucking personality and they have a red Tacoma. And I bet it's the first thing they fucking talk about anytime they go anywhere. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. The veganism of automobiles, the red Tacoma. Exactly. You have a red car that you will never shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> okay. I feel okay. like it doesn't even matter the maker model. You, you go to the party like, oh, I drive a car. It's red. What kind of car is it? It's a fucking Kia Sevilla. It doesn't matter. It's red. So it's, red. It's interesting. Red car. Um, I'm, I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to say Embrace is the Tacoma. Okay. I'm picturing someone who's a close talker and maybe a little too aggressive with their touches. That's yeah. what I'm picturing with the Tacoma. I think uh, Always Be You is going to be the Infinity because it's the most anonymous, boring car possible. So, of course, someone's going to tell someone to be an individual. And then I think and then we'll go with Peace and Love on the, on the Subaru. Okay. Okay. All right. I have bad news for most of you. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Here you go. This is, this is, this is anyone's game. I, I yeah, really. This, this is tough. just a fucking lottery, right? Yeah. Here you go. So this, here's the answers. Peace and love on the red Tacoma. Wow. Uh, Ian, you got always be you on the infinity. Yeah. And then embrace. And then on the Subaru. I, so thank you, Peta and Tara for sending in the, the cars. Uh, uh, my, my coworker Tara sent uh, the Subaru to me earlier today and it just said embrace. And I said, tell them I would rather not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh my God, people a, are insane. People yep. are, are crazy people. We have some special folks out here in Colorado. Like, I mean, like I, so we've heard from other listeners that like Virginia, you can get like vanity plates for 10 bucks. Right. So like yeah. that just breeds insanity. Right. Um, but yeah, people go the extra mile up here, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Kevin, thank you for joining us on the show. Let's, let's tell the people about like where they can find you what you'd like them to read because you write wonderful articles. We want oh, people to see you. your stuff. 
Yeah, so I am at both Car Bibles and The Drive, although pr- kind of primarily The Drive right now. Um, just honestly click on The Drive and you'll see me there. Um, I do a lot of DIY stuff, but I also do a lot of like, you know, cultural critique, um, electric vehicle stuff. Um, yeah. Just, just just click my byline. You, you'll, fi- you'll probably find something you like. <laughs> yeah. Also, a great follow on Twitter, so everyone oh, should yeah. follow... Follow okay, me on Twitter, I, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. They're both Daytona USA. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dave, if people enjoyed whatever the hell this was, what, what, what should they do? They should definitely text us vanity license plates to 720-515-1391. Uh, so if you see something insane out there, go ahead and send it to us. Snap a pic, text it to us, uh, and uh, we'll put it in the hopper and we'll put it in a license plate game. I got like over a hundred some odd uh, insane people waiting to be put in a license play game. Ian, your dad sent me one the other day. So there oh, you God. go. Yeah. Can you um, imagine? Yeah. And Jake Thevis uh, sent us a couple as well. So yeah. So thank you, Jake. Um, yes. Yeah. So uh, send us vanity plate 720-515-1391. Uh, yeah. And just subscribe on YouTube and do all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Kevin, thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks Dave, guys for having me. You're fine too. Yeah, you know. We love you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>